Sextember, and welcome back to the Lover's Lane Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, an intimacy expert online and a romance specialist in stores. I'll also be your guide on this episode of the Lover's Lane Podcast to connect with your partner by discovering each other's love language. More romance, more intimacy, more often, love as a Hello again. Happy September. Happy Sexual Health Awareness Month. And happy first official episode of the Lover's Lane podcast. This episode is going to be about love languages and I'm geeked for it. People have asked me to talk about love languages um, since I told them that we were going to be doing a podcast at work. I think I'm just really excited about it because I know that if you've never heard about love languages, it makes a huge impact once you understand what they are and what yours is and what your partner's is in your relationship. I know that that's true for my current relationship and my past relationships and for the relationships that I've had that have not ended so well is that we were not good at communicating our love language whatsoever. So this idea of having five love languages first came from a marriage counselor of 30 years and his name is Gary Chapman and he is now an author. He's written a bunch of different books about relationships and family and I will say that his kind of ideals are a little bit more religious so on a surface level they do resonate with pretty much every couple but when he talks about marriage it is more of like what I would say just a long-term relationship or a really serious relationship. The love languages is kind of just as simple as how humans can speak different languages, English or Spanish or French or whatever. Love languages are these different things that we speak to communicate love. So the five of them are going to be words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. Now mine is quality time and my partner's is physical touch and we found them out. Actually, we took a quiz, which I'll mention at the end of the podcast. I kind of knew mine before, but he, I think his primary and his secondary are really close together as far as his his languages. He almost has two mains, I would say. My secondary is receiving gifts, which has, I think, its own challenges sometimes. So anyway, we speak different languages, and in order to make that relationship work effectively, we have to communicate the language the correct way to your partner, and they also have to communicate your language back to you. And sometimes we see our own language as the only way to communicate love because that's what we know. So for example, mine is quality time and I would be communicating love by wanting to spend time with my partner and having great conversation with them, but they could still feel this void and you know, his his love language is physical touch. So if I wasn't touching his shoulder or his hand or giving him kisses or hugs, he would still feel even though I'm spending all this time with him, this void of love or that I didn't really love him. 
So communication is always key, but uncovering what each other's love language is is step number one, and really uncovering what your own love language is might be even more high importance because you are not going to be willing to reciprocate the other person's love language if you're unaware of how they can help you as well. So Gary Chapman said that, you know, through his 30 years of marriage counseling, he would have the same thing happen where a couple would come in, they would say, you know, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm washing the clothes, I'm doing the dishes, I'm doing all these acts of service, and I don't feel any love because they are not doing those things. And the other person is saying, yeah, well, you never bring me home anything from when you come home from work or something. So that is a miscommunication of language. So person A's language is acts of service, but person B's language is receiving gifts. And it's crazy how gray this area can be of just not understanding your person correctly. But you can't just say what your love language is. You have to be willing to learn your partner's language and communicate it pretty clearly and consistently. Otherwise, they won't have that feeling inside. Love is something that you do for someone else. It's not something that you do for yourself. So your language is going to seem natural and correct to you, but when they're not doing it, it might be just that they're not understanding or, you know, just something like that. You have to be in communication with one or the other. And another really good thing to do is pay attention to your partner's complaints. I know that I recognize this one in my kids a lot, and Gary Chapman also talks about that you can actually uncover your children's love language, or you can find out your love language for yourself at a really young age. I think I know what my mom's is, and that's because when I was growing up, you know, I would do all the things around the house. I would do the laundry, I would, you know, clean everything, and I would do all these acts of service for her, and she always felt really connected to me. It was just me and her growing up, so I mean, maybe that's it, but I knew that mine was quality time as well because I would do those things for her, and then she would treat me to go spending time together or going out to dinner or something like that. And I think that's where we kind of see that um, as you get older. But my kids, I can tell what all of their love languages are as well. And the youngest one is two. So you can recognize these things really, really early on, especially with their complaints. Gary Chapman says that criticism is an ineffective way of pleading for love. If we understand that, it may help us to process criticism in a more productive manner. So that is where like some people, you know, they'll just complain that I always say, you know, you're not spending enough time with me. And I know that my middle child does that too, because we both have the quality time, but my partner's is, you know, can you touch my hair? Can you be more affectionate? Just anything like that, because I'm not very touchy feely. So it is a little bit harder for me to learn it, but I do my best. And I know that he does the same for mine as well, because his job is super demanding. He's in, you know, the music industry, so he has to be in communication with people that are in all different time zones, and sometimes having a chunk of time together is just not acceptable for his work life. There's another quote from the book, too, that I actually would love to read right now. It's, what we do for each other before a marriage is no indication of what we will do after a marriage. Before a marriage, we're carried along by the force of the in-love obsession. After a marriage, we revert to being the people we were before we fell in love. 
So taking the word marriage out of it and just thinking a long-term relationship or a serious relationship, it's kind of scary true how I have seen this in the past um, in my own relationships or hearing my friends or, you know, my coworkers or anything. But before something is serious with another person, you are just infatuated with them. You have, he says, an in-love obsession. And then once you're comfortable you revert to being who you were before that. And so to tap in to being, you know, having that in love obsession again, you have to speak the individual's language. There are positive things to do to speak to that person's language. And there's also things that can actually like hurt them or hurt their feelings. If I'll just use mine again, if like for quality time, of course, we know that I want to spend face-to-face time together, but it can really hurt my feelings when I have that plan with my partner to spend time together and they are answering emails or they're just not giving me eye contact or they're, they don't feel like they're connected to me or actually with me. So that time is a little bit ruined. The five love languages aside from the quality time is receiving gifts and you can hurt somebody whose language is receiving gifts by just simply not showing up with anything um, on occasion. They want to know that you're thinking of them. And you don't have to spend a bunch of money on them or anything like that. But, you know, maybe picking up a coffee on the way home from running errands for them or flowers or a car, just anything really small. You could make it anything Just something that you bring them that shows that you were thinking of them that's going to be receiving gifts as a love language. There's also acts of service. Acts of service is going to be like doing something for someone. So, you know, I think that this one is really, you really need a lot of communication with this one because they can't do those things for you if they don't know what you have on your plate as well. Acts of service to me is probably the hardest one because it's a whole thing that you that you have to do for someone and when you love them you just learn to make it work and that's that but not doing those things or you know making a commitment and saying hey I understand your love language is acts of service there's a lot going on with you right now you're working on getting a promotion at work and I'm going to do the laundry for two weeks and if you fail doing that laundry and you you, you don't do it for them and now it's expected of them you have just failed that love language. There's also, which my partner's love language is physical touch. So they want to be not just like having sex with each other, but also being surprised with kisses or hugs or holding hands, touching each other's like shoulders or something like that as you walk by. They want to know that you're physically present and attracted to them as well. So you could hurt a person whose love language is physical touch by hurting them you know there's no joking hitting punches with my partner because that will hurt his feelings and then the last one um, is words of affirmation and I know a lot of people whose love language is words of affirmation and a lot of my friends actually have this love language for me it was a little bit foreign to compliment them all the time it just it it doesn't I know that that's not my language I don't need the the reassurance, I think, but people do and that's completely fine. So you need to make sure that you are affirming them, saying you're proud of them, encouraging them that they can do what they want to do. That's all words of affirmation and if you were to verbally tear them down or something like that, then that is what's going to hurt their feelings if that is their love language. 
So like I said earlier in the podcast, I took a quiz as well because I wanted to see how much of each love language I had in me. And it's um, this site, it's just five, the number five, lovelanguages.com. And it will assess, it will give you a bunch of different situations and you're going to pick which one you prefer. And it will assess your percentage of which love language you are and give you a little overview of things to do. There's also an option there that you can do a couple's one. So you can do yours and then your uh, partner's. There's one for family. There's one for teens, kids, and it's really important. I completely stand behind these languages because it's going to help your communication, your connection, your trust, your bonding, just everything. And at Lover's Lane, we're all about love and romance. And of course, sex comes with that. But having the communication just really flat about day in, day out things, not even having intercourse is going to help your communication in the bedroom as well. But I will tell you that somebody whose love language is physical touch is a little bit more needy in the bedroom, especially when his secondary is words of affirmation. Then you have to boost their ego and touch them at the same time, which of course we can help you with. (laughs) I also have these questions that my best friend, you know, she's all about kind of like, I praise her. She is really, really, really good at communicating with her partner and I'm good at a little bit more of the physical side of things because I've worked here for over five years, so I think that sex, of course, is just a huge part of a relationship, but she is a little bit more on the emotional side for me, and I think that we work really, really well together as best friends, and she gave me these questions when I told her that I was going to be doing a podcast on love languages, and I love them. I'm just going to read them, and I'll talk a little bit about them too. So she gave me the question, what is the narrative you tell about us, meaning you and your partner, that you tell yourself. So I'm just going to put this in my own terms. What do I tell myself about me and my fiance, our story? You know, what what's our story? And having that little just thought of almost being a fly on the wall in your own relationship really helps you kind of open your eyes of, well, they think this... And I think this, and this is how it all works out together. So asking yourself that about you and your own partner could be really, really beneficial as far as how you guys are going to move forward. Another question she gave me is, are there any changes you want for yourself or your partner? And this, I think, is where you're going to find maybe those complaints in your love language, which those changes are just readjusting, speaking their language a little bit more clearer, maybe a little bit more effectively or consistently. And the last question she gave me is, what do you want from your partner that you've never talked about? And if you're really, really good at communicating each other's love language, maybe this is where, I mean, I think when the first time I ever heard about love languages, I was like, well, everyone wants all five of those things. They're not just speaking one or the other. But it is amazing how different you feel when you actually have a partner that is consistently speaking like one of the five languages that resonates with you the most. So your assignment after listening to the podcast, I guess, is to go take this quiz and send me a tweet or send me um, just a comment on any Instagram post, maybe the love languages one, about what you got. I want to know 
what your guys' love language is. I want to know what questions you have. I will tell you that at Lover's Lane, we are aware of all five love languages. We're multilingual there and we can help you, especially if your partner's language is receiving gifts. But no, we're, we're all about connection between your partner, love and romance. You know, we're just here to make that experience a little bit better for you. And I'll also say before I let you guys go um, that Lover's Lane is running my favorite promotion starting tomorrow. It's our love bucks. You actually receive $10 in love bucks for every $30 that you spend. And this promotion's in-store only and it's for only a limited period of time. But it's a really great opportunity to shop maybe for yourself now or for your partner and come back early October, I know the redemption period ends October 10th, um, maybe for something for Sweetest Day. Sweetest Day is October 17th, it's a Saturday, or for Halloween, we're receiving a ton of new costumes, they are absolutely beautiful, and they're moving really fast. So come check them out before they leave our stores. I hope that this little talk about love languages really helps you guys and helps you communicate with your partner because next week our conversation will be all about communication i might take it a little bit more into the bedroom than i did on the surface level of just talking about love languages so if you have any questions about communication in general or like i said anything about love languages please send them my way our handle for instagram and twitter is the same it's at ll podcast underscore or if you want to reach out to me personally my email is Haley that's h-a-l-e-y at loverslane.com at loverslane I know the more that you know the better it gets so listen next week we're going to be talking about communication and I'll see you all next Monday thank you Make your relationship as romantic as can be. Lovers lay, lovers lay, lovers lay, lovers lay. Couples that play together, stay together.